welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me are two great guys, Court Winsick. Hello, Katie. And Cameron Spin. I am pretty great, aren't I? You, <laughs> Cameron, you are great. You are the You're the You're bestest. great. Thanks, Tony the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> and with Tony the Tiger, here's that opening bell. Okay. So this episode is uh, talking about two numbers that are kind of important. They're actually percentages, and um, they're important when it comes to thinking about debt and thinking about income, and really, I think it's kind of one of those, once you become an adult, these two numbers should just kind of be in your head, and when I was a kid, I would remember things, and I would either put little funny, um, you know, funny little phrases with it, or I would actually, like... Put it to the theme of a song, and uh, it's. I actually, my mom taught us to do that, and I'll tell a little funny story just to add a little laugh to your day. But <laughs> add a little laugh to our day right now, Katie. Go ahead and add I, a laugh. Uh, so there's the song, and I remember it from um, Three Men and a Baby, and it's like, "Good night, sweetheart." Da, oh yeah. Da, da, da. But so my mom helped my brother change the lyrics to cartilaginous fishes or sharks raising skates boop 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 they all have vertebrae boop 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 no no but so to this day i still remember that (laughs) so that's That's amazing that is an amazing song (laughs) we should well this one is not going to be as amazing and this is definitely geared towards you 90s babies um so when i was reading this the numbers that i wanted y'all to take away from this episode are 28 and 36 Mm -hmm. 36 28 36 baby Exactly. Sir Mix-a-Lot, baby got back. Obviously, he is talking about a woman's measurements. And he actually says, he doesn't say 36, 28. He 36, says 36, 24. 36, only if she's 5'3". 24, a 24-inch waist, that would be... Itty-bitty waist. That would be itty-bitty waist. Yes. And <laughs> So, with this, Sir Mix-a-Lot <laughs> theme, 36, 28, 36, only okay. if you're financially sound. Boom. Bam. <laughs> Look at how you did that. That was amazing. Yeah. Okay, so the housing market's kind of crazy right now, if you haven't noticed. It is definitely a seller's market. Indeed it is. And what I mean by seller's market, because I I feel like that's kind of a no-brainer, but also we're in the business of trimming down the jargon. Yeah. So I want to explain, that means that it kind of sucks to be a buyer. Yeah. If you were the one who had the house to put up for sale... You're kind of in the advantage because you can get value, if not way more than for your house, where a lot of other times, typically, if your house is worth, say, 350000 you may have to settle for less. And so that's usually then when it's a buyer's market and not a seller's market. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, if, you, if it's a seller's market, just to, to, to boil it down, if it's a seller's market, then... It's good for people who are selling their house. And if it's a buyer's market, then it's good for people who are buying a house. Yes. It sounds common sense, but I wanted to just explain it. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to do a list because, you know, we got to have fun with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, the, the list is my favorite part. Yeah, so this right. is a list. I didn't create it. There's actually 101 on this list, but we are not doing 101. We're only gonna Why do, not? We're only going to do 15. Um, AmeriFirst.com has the full list, but this is just kind of a funny on movies to watch if you are a first-time home buyer. But I want to put it out there. I think this is any home buyer. It's just kind of a funny. So we'll, uh, we'll round robin this and... What? 
Okay, who's starting? I'll start. Okay, okay, and then after you, it's gonna be Cameron, and then after Cameron, it's gonna be me. Is that the way we're going? Sure. The rules just, are set. I want, I want it, I want it. And go. Okay. Number one, Wizard of Oz, because there's no place like home. Number two, The Money Pit. It's like a how-to on what not to buy. I do like that movie. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love The one. Money Pit? My, my two wife, weeks. It's, two a, weeks. it's a favorite, okay. <laughs> uh, Goonies, you, uh, you wish you had some buried treasure somewhere, of course, oh, obviously, yeah. duh. Oh, I love this one. Number four, Jumanji. Beware of the stuff left behind by previous owners. Yes. <laughs> so true. I had a, like two Christmas trees left behind in my first house. I mean, I could tell you stories about Jumanji. My wife went and had her wisdom teeth out, and then we went home, and I, like, she basically slept for the rest of the day, and I watched Jumanji. She has nightmares to this day. It's amazing. Oh, God. It's a stampede. <laughs> well, I get two Tom Hanks movies in, in a row. The Burbs. Beware of your neighbors. Not I, my favorite movie. I love that movie. Really? It's odd. Yes. Interesting. It's so funky. The Clopex. Yes. And it's, no. it's a great, like, I mean, Tom, it's got a good cast. You need to check it out. Okay. Well, I've checked it out. I just never will check it out Others again. Others need to. Uh, house sitter. So that was the uh, that was Goldie, Goldie Hawn, Hawn, Steve, Steve Martin, Martin, one of my wife's favorites. Uh, th th this episode should just be about my wife, apparently. Yeah. Um, so uh, you better know who's in your house. <laughs> <laughs> he drew that sketch on that napkin, and she found it. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Beetlejuice. 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 <laughs> this is the the battle for your first home may include the previous owners from the grave, so you may get a haunted house. My word. Stepford Wives, do you really know your perfect neighbors? <laughs> uh, Pleasantville, the perfect place to buy a home, or is it? I love Pleasantville. I That's love a that good movie. movie. I love Pleasantville. That's a good one. Okay, up. Don't use balloons to move your house unless you really want a real adventure. Okay, I don't cry. So so, so that we're clear, I'm not a, a person who cries. Um, I, I, but, but if I were a person who cried... The opening, the opening what? montage. Yeah, oh. absolutely. I mean, just absolutely I would make you cry. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Deliverance. <laughs> Be careful where you buy that first home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, the next one is as good as it gets. Uh, a lesson in how to be a good neighbor. <laughs> uh, I have I have a friend who I hang out with on a pretty regular basis, and and one of his one of his things is. What if this is as good as it gets? That that line from oh, that wow. movie, yeah. not not because he, I mean, you know, but but that line from that movie, he's like, oof. What if what if that was your, what if that was your state of mind? What if this is yeah. as good as it gets? Gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, you know, Tom Hanks must just be the example of hey, whole no, movies. Tom Hanks is basically the example of all things all good. Because he's the everyman. Yeah. 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 Okay, big. Yeah. How would you decorate your house as a kid in an adult's body? Uh, I just, I... I, I get to be on top. Great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want the lights on. Remember that? <laughs> uh, gremlins, be careful of the pets you bring into your first home. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay, and then I get to end it with Ghostbusters. When your house is haunted, who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. And fun fact, so my brother, David's son, um, when they were building the house that they're in and have been in my entire life, my brother made sure the contractor called Ghostbusters and like followed up and made sure they showed up and everything, so. 
amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, so that was our list. That was the list. Yep. The Boom. list. So the first rule of home buying, don't buy a house you can't afford. Duh. Duh. <laughs> I mean, really? What is, what is this episode? Really? Are we just going to be like, hey, yeah. let's tell you some truths. Yep. Well, I mean, everybody needs some truths. We all know the truth, but we can't handle the truth sometimes. Wow, yes. Yes. <laughs> Breaking this rule can have serious implications to your finances. Durr. So, I mean, you, you hear the phrases, sometimes people get in our heads and we become house poor. You're spent so much money um, because... You're keeping up with the Joneses. You're, I mean, there's so many episodes we've done that can play into this. You're you're wanting to be in the right neighborhood. You're wanting to keep up with your friends. Mm. You're wanting to move out of your parents' house. Like, whatever it is. You want the best high heels. Right, Katie? That has nothing to do with houses. <laughs> I mean, that may come into the 36 equation when we yep. get to that in a second. Some Manolos. But, uh, I mean, the housing market is crazy. And it, the thing is, the housing market is always in a different cycle. It's either there's not houses to find or they're too expensive or, you know, it's not good to be a seller. Like, you're... I'm, it I on am what actually. Side of the road you're on for that. We we are in a we are actually in a good area where there is land and so they can still build new homes and so you could. You, but um, imagine living in a place like like I don't know uh, New York City or San Francisco or something like that yeah. where basically the only real estate is up in the air. It's you know you, yeah. you're going higher or you're not going anywhere. Or you're knocking something down to build something new. At least we have, you know, just we have open land here. Yeah, it's amazing. Shout well, out to Collierville. And I, I, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but it's let's we got to face the fact that typical times where you're talking about whether you rent or buy, it's kind of a, a different story right now because rent is so high. People are paying for rent right now that is the equivalent of a mortgage. Oh. If not my more. gosh, I just okay, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, my wife and I are co-signing for one of our children for rent, and it you have to have in New York City. You have to have like I can't remember what it is, but it's something. It's it's something you have to have like your salary has to be like eighty times the rent uh, for for you to be able to qualify. And so it's 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 taking like it's taking a village for for us to qualify for our daughter to be able to rent a place in New York because who has eighty times the rent? That's insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, we're not going to get down the renting rabbit hole because that's probably a whole episode on <laughs> its own. We're assuming that you've made the determination that it's in your best interest to buy at this yeah, point. Okay. And so you are trying to buy a home, whether it's your first so home. So we're not answering home. the question, do you rent or do you buy? We're we're, we're, we're not going to do that you, on this you, episode. You buy. Yes. So what what what's going on? Yeah. So critical numbers for home buyers, and you know, Sir Mark Salat already taught us that a little bit earlier, but it's twenty eight and thirty six. And so what we mean by that is your mortgage payment should mortgage payment, and there's a couple other things that go into it that I'm going to break down in a second. Should not be more than twenty eight percent of your monthly pre tax income. So that's your gross income. You should not be spending more than twenty eight percent on housing. And then total debt. So if you're maxed out and you're spending the full 28%, then with your other debt combined, you totally should not be spending more totally. That sounded very totally. valley girl. Sorry. Um, you should not totally be spending more than 36% 
So when you take how much your gross that you make in a month, 36% of that or less should be your actual overall debt. Debt to income ratio. And if you have bought a home or are gonna be buying a home, that's something that banks wanna know when they're talking about financing. They want to put that in there. And that's where sometimes you may have to have co-signers we, and Yeah, we things. did an episode on mortgages. We had uh-huh. uh we, we we had a guest had, who came yeah. in and she told she talked about what they what they look for as far as as far as qualifying. So go back go back and check out that episode. Oh yeah. Uh so when calculating the twenty eight thirty six rule, count only reliable income. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is that paycheck that you are pretty much, I mean, you're never guaranteed, but the one you're pretty much guaranteed every month. Do not count your side hustle. Do not count investment assets, that passive income. Don't count that. Don't count overtime. If you're in a field that you know you could get overtime, don't really count that. If you're in a commission-based position, really probably look at your base and maybe a lower part of the commission like okay worst and case. little pet peeve of mine don't count your bonuses because you know no. what that is that's a bonus it, yeah. you shouldn't expect it, it it's, it's a, bonus. a bonus yeah so i mean i really hope that sarah because i know when i was researching this episode i went back and double checked like ooh, let's make sure i'm still in check with the 28 percent, and because it's finding this out is a good indicator of your overall financial health So, you know, just as you may go jump on the scale, well, please don't do that. Or you may like, you know, check your blood pressure, check, check your debt to income ratio. Make sure you're below the 2836 because that's so important. Um, Like I said, they use that for financing, for homes, for cars, everything. They want to make sure that you are not setting yourself up for financial suicide by taking on way more than you can handle. So it's a good rule of thumb to, you know, make sure you calculate it. But so when we talk about housing expense, there's another little jargony term that is P-I-T-I. Oh, pity. I I pity the fool. I pity the fool. (laughs) So what you're looking at with this is that it is not only your mortgage payment, and that's, you know, principal and interest. It's also your taxes. It's your insurance. Pity is principal. What is pity? (laughs) Sorry. What is pity? Pity is principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. And I also want to add in there, if you live in a neighborhood that has an HOA, you need to factor that into it. Okay. Um, and a good, so that that would be the bare minimum. That is the basis. Take all of that and make sure that number is 28% or lower. So when we're talking about the 28, the 28 is 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 pity. Pity, yes. Okay. Pity um, should not be, pity should not be more than 28% of your total income. The gross income, so that's not gross what you income. not what you take home, but the total that you would that you make in a month. Okay. And the thirty six is where you are taking all of your debt. So you are taking that pity, mm-hmm. and you are taking credit cards, student loans, car loans, personal loans, any liabilities that you have, any mm-hmm. of that debt. And you're going to put all of that together and then take that versus your income. Go back to our budgeting episode. Yes. Those early, early episodes that we had, you know, you're, you've got, you've got liabilities, you've got, you've got income, uh, everything on the, uh, on the liability side. Mm-hmm. Take all of that. Okay. And then that should be 36% or less. Okay. Got it. I'm good. So that is like bare of it all, but let's. Let's be a little bit more conservative to try and protect yourself a little bit. 
most of the time you need to build in a little fluff. If you are sitting there right at 28% and 36%, ugh, have you built in home repairs? Have you built in like car repairs? Because yes, while that's not necessarily a liability, it Think about it. That's what really screws you up. Now, hopefully you've listened to our other episodes and you have a very healthy emergency fund, but that's the equation of how, you know, you get on the scale and it tells you your weight and where your, you know, your BMI, I guess that's an example. Your BMI tells you whether it's crap or not. It gives you at least a range of where somebody up in somewhere thinks that you are and what you need to be doing to change to get in a better BMI category. just puts me in a bad mood. It, yeah, me Let's too. be honest. Let's, uh, body mass index is yeah. that what it stands yeah. for? Yeah. It's it's crap. Okay. And 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 according to according to my BMI, even when I am at my thinnest, even when I am the healthiest I have ever been in my life, according to BMI, I'm obese. So you know. Yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous. Maybe I need to pick. Uh, let's let's pick another thing. <laughs> That's a bad example. I mean, you just set me off. I'm, I'm just sorry, saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that if you look at it, if you were out there and you were right there at the top part of it, you were really pushing the envelope. Then you need to really take a look at it and figure out. You know, was this the right decision? Can I afford this? And figure out how you got into this situation. Is it a temporary? Is it that you know you just took on a HELOC to do improvements on your house. So you've added a loan. Is it, you know, is it a temporary situation or are you on the slippery slope where you're about to turn into 29%, 38%, 40%, 50%? Like where- Oh my word. Where it's are you- just getting out of hand. Well, yeah. But, but that happens and it happens overnight. It's mm. just it starts slowly building back up. And before you know it, it's like, oh, well, I'll take, you know, this little loan over here, this little loan over there. This little loan of mine. I was about to sing that. I'm gonna let it shine. We're, we're, Court wins it. I was about to sing that. We're Ever back expand. to the singing episodes. Because <laughs> it's it's tempting to just go and you know take on more debt and do things. And I want to make sure it I'm, is Cameron. Wouldn't you say that it's tempting to take on more debt and do things? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent. The devil tempts me every day to do that, especially in this market because. I want to be on both sides of it. There is good debt and there's bad debt. And if you've got the opportunity to get 0% financing or, you know, a real low 1% or 2% financing. Goes back to another episode we did about other people's money. If you can use other people's money to your benefit, then absolutely do that. So that's where that may fluctuate and make your debt to income ratio, make that 36% be closer to it. But if it's a temporary because you're taking advantage of other people's money and getting debt for a good reason, because I don't want you to walk away and be like, okay, well, I need to live like the Ramsey life and have no debt at all. I don't want to have that 28% or 36%. No, because remember, like Court said, go back and listen to that episode. It is opportunity cost. And you think about your money and where is it best utilized? If you can get great financing and you can have that monthly discipline, because then in that instance of using debt correctly, it's a very constant. You know you're always going to be at 20% for housing and 32% for overall debt. You're going to know it's a solid and there's not going to be surprises. But then if you're on a circle, if you're on a slippery slope with credit cards, that's where it starts bouncing up. But say, say for instance, you you got yourself into a great house and your housing debt to income ratio actually puts you at 30%. 
And with, you know, some student loans and credit cards, you're over it. It's not the end of the world. It happens. What it could mean, though, is you could have bought more house than you need right now, but you're looking at it as the long-term investment. Like, it might be tight to make those payments today, but you know that you are on a path with your career to be making more money, to not have that debt-to-income ratio be as high. So that's something to consider. And like I said, the short-term thing, if you've taken on some debt because of a short-term circumstance, then that's not a reason to freak out. You also have the opportunities of trying to refinance if you've gotten yourself into a situation. I actually was just talking to um, someone uh, the other earlier today. He's uh, 20 and has um, gotten a car loan, and it's a very high interest rate. And trying to tell him, look, try and readjust his situation, see if he can refinance it. Just, just so we can throw it out there, because I mean, ladies and gentlemen, right now, if you if you have decent credit and you're paying what six percent on yeah. a car loan right now that's high it used it used to be that six percent was a, a relatively reasonable rate but right now and for at least uh, who knows the fed did just raise rates so they just they because i mean gosh <laughs> there's so much that we could go into about uh, about yeah. ra- uh, interest rates and so forth we probably need to do a whole episode but yeah the Fed did just raise rates, so you know we, we we don't know how long rates are going to stay where they are. But if, as of right now, if you're paying six percent on a loan, you might want to real quick before before things start going up, you might want to go out there and see if you can't refinance. Yeah, and it's so one of the terms that I think gets a lot of people in trouble is great news. You've been pre-approved, and it's for some ridiculous amount. And like, do y'all get those emails or letters that it's oh, great news. We've increased your credit limit on your credit card. And you're like, oh, why? I get why? It all the time. I think about the poor college kids who get these emails. Yeah. I, I am, okay, so again, we're we're just doing like a greatest hits. We let are. Me, <laughs> let me point out that we we did an episode about your your credit score. And one of the things that goes into, that that, that is taken into consideration when you're looking at your credit, or when people are, are, are determining your credit score, is how much open credit you have mm-hmm. how much how how much credit do you have available yeah uh, and how much of that available credit have you actually used how much uh is is open versus closed whatever yeah um but it's like the bank tells you you know what you're approved for a five hundred thousand dollar house but if you know you can't handle those monthly payments on top of your car payment and your student loan payment then don't do it just because you are approved for a certain amount does not necessarily mean that it's it's that you need to be like challenge. I'm going to do that. Although on the other hand, I will just say if they're just raising your open credit, there's no need for you to call them up and go like, no, I don't want more credit. You yeah, let no. them yeah. let them raise it. I mean, if they if you don't have to do anything, if they're just like, hey, we upped your your credit limit. It's it was. 10,000 now it's 40. Oh yeah, on a credit card that's fine that's because great for you. then you could take advantage of other people's money Absolutely. with that. But on a house if someone says, "Yeah, you're you're pre-approved for this amount," then it doesn't mean you necessarily have to get that size house. But I I will I want to go back and make sure these points are in there is if you put yourself in a situation where you are house poor or you are getting that debt to income ratio that's over the 28% then you really look at it again. It's determine the cause. How did that happen? Is it this situation temporary? You know, you may need to make some short-term sacrifices to make sure you can got to get it leveled out again. So 
Stop going to, you know, get your coffee or whatever it may be. Just make small little changes. Your tea. Yes, that can make huge impacts. And if you, you know, if if the wind changes and it starts hitting you and it's crazy, you may have to consider selling and possibly trying to make sure you're avoiding foreclosure or consider moving to cheaper areas. But ultimately, if you get yourself in a situation where you are house poor, the biggest thing is try and make sure you prevent it from ever happening again. And so figure out why it happened. Get yourself out of the situation the best way possible. And just don't repeat it. I mean, I feel like that was when we were kids. It was, you know, learn from your mistakes. When we were kids? that I, I feel like <laughs> learn from your mistakes is is a lesson that, that one can carry forward through life. Well, but oh. I think we like were told that as kids. Like, make sure you learn from your mistakes. Okay. Okay. I mean, right? Sure, yeah. Still, I think we need to do an episode just on everything I need to know in life I learned in kindergarten. Because that is serious stuff. We all need to remember what we learned in kindergarten. Like, I wish (laughs) I could remember all the names of all the dinosaurs, but that left me. I don't know. This really is the greatest hits, isn't it? It, it Kind of, it doesn't tell you, as we've been telling you on all these episodes, all of, everything we do is all intertwined. It is not just, you know, one flat thing. I think this is a time for me to tell that story. What story? So Court tell and I story. were in Philadelphia when he, you know, told y'all that I changed into heels, which they were boot heels. They were not stiletto heels, FYI. Katie, we, we got to a hotel. <laughs> we were going out. We knew where we, we were going to be walking places. And you took off the walk-in shoes and put on heels. That's ridiculous. Anyways, the story was we were up in Philadelphia and we were learning all about Certified Financial Planner and all the different elements that go into that. And our, our teacher uh, told us a story about how people always, if they find out you're a financial advisor, then they're kind of going to be like, oh, well, no, no, I don't want to talk about it. Don't try and pitch me because they think that we people just want to pitch them and get their business. I, I literally, I just walk around all the time pitching people <laughs> right. on, on financial planning. That's 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 how I live my life. So his story was, that, I have a point to this. His story mm. was that he's sitting on a golf cart with this guy. They got paired up. It was a charity golf tournament. And the guy tells him like, hey, look, I, I already have my own, I do my own finances. I'm not, I, don't try and sell me. But then he continues the rest of the golf game, like asking him questions like, oh, well, what should I do with this? What should I do with that? And our teacher was like, I I couldn't answer him because you can't just surface level answer a question like that. So finally, at the, like at a moment, he just stops and says, look, are are you going to go walk up to that guy? He's a doctor and just show him your knee and say, what's wrong with my knee? It's been hurting. The doctor's going to say, make an appointment at my office. We'll do x-rays. We'll do, you know, scans, whatever we need to do. And we'll figure out what's going on inside. That is the exact same thing with finances because you can sit there and tell me, hey, you know, I've got this, you know, high interest rate on this card, car, what should I do? Well, I need some more context clues. I need to know why did, were you get, given that interest rate? Why was this happening? You know, what is your cash level? What's going on? What are your opportunities? And that, that really resonated with me of how it's one of those that wrapping it back around how this episode has turned into go to this one go to this one go to that one it's because it's all building for 94 episodes it has been one big build on top of each other that it's a layering that there's such complex features to finances that we literally are layering one thing on top of the other the other <laughs> it's 
Lori. I cannot talk right now. One thing, one, one thing. We're layering stuff on top of each other and trying to make sure that we don't expect everyone to know everything. And that's why you get a partner. Uh, What is that partner for? That partner is for sort of helping you figure out where your numbers are. You know, we're not saying you have to be at a, uh, at a hard 36, you know? If you've gone beyond 36%, then you're somehow, that, that it is world ending. But it needs to be in a certain, if, if your debt is between the upper 30s and the lower 40s as a percentage of your income, then you're probably okay. If it's significantly higher than that, then it's, it's something that you need to examine. Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear that? That was the closing bell. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and this is the first time you've heard it, then we've got so many other episodes you can go back and listen to. Also, you can subscribe and have this podcast beamed directly to your phone every single week at noon on Thursday. Um, If you'd like to find out more about me, Katie, or Cameron, you can go to our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. You can also leave us messages there, talk about a a topic that you'd like to hear us talk about, whatever. Um, We also have an Instagram page. That is the handle at bullcastpodcast. Also, we have Twitter. That is at bullcastpodcast as well. And then also... Katie, Cameron, and I all work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you'd like to find out more about that, find out more about what we do, more about our amazing team and our boss, David Pickler, please feel free to go to the website for that company, which is PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. It is that. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you everything you need to be successful in life. (laughs) So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we're done. <laughs>